Hello and welcome to the 40th episode spectacular of Sunday School Dropouts. The this big four zero. That's right. We made it, baby. Over the hill. That's right. Nothing it's all can downhill st- from here. Nothing can stop us now. Of course, this is the podcast where an ex-Christian and a non-believing sort of Jew read all the way through the Bible. 40 episodes deep, baby. For the 40th time. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that crack you up so bad? <laughs> you know what? I am full of joy because this is the time to celebrate good times. Good friends, good drinks, and the good book. The good book. Mm -hmm. This number of episode is the same number (laughs) of years that Moses wandered in the desert. That's true. Now, before we get too deep into this, (laughs) my name is Nico. I'm Lauren O'Neill. I'm the ex-Christian. Was raised Presbyterian. Please do this faster. (laughs) And I'm now... My name is Nico, and I'm the non-believing sort of Jew. <laughs> and... I'm reading the NRSV. Atheist. Also, this is not a Christian Bible study podcast. Also, it might contain content that is upsetting to children or those uh, of weak temperament. Don't say weak temperament! Some people are very strong, yet do not want to hear about graphic sexual violence. That's true. You're right. My apologies. I was But I wrong. don't think there's any of that in this one, is there? I don't this think so. Not unless we put it there. I don't remember. Anything can happen on the 40th episode. Nothing's off the table. Anyway, we also have a third person in the room today who's been sitting here uh, silently enduring us. And she's a graphic designer and friend of the show. Uh, she did our logo, which rules. Her name is Elise Carlton. Elise, welcome to the show. Hey, Elise. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey. Elise is our friend from high school. We all made friends together, the three of us, in a creative writing class our senior year in high school. We did. And then Nico and I started dating later. And Elise hasn't dated either of us yet. But anything's on the table. It's 40. It's, the it's 40th number 40. It's episode spectaculo. <laughs> Over the haughty holy hill. Is that your vocal warm-up? Because we're already recording. <laughs> toy um, boat. Toy boat. Um, what's your religious background? Um, I, too, am a non-believing sort of Jew. I have no religious background. Tell us tell us more. What did you celebrate? Uh, Hanukkah was celebrated in our house, but it was just an excuse for my dad to show off his terrible attempt at Hebrew and give us $20 for eight nights in a row. That wow. sounds like... Right up my alley. (laughs) It wasn't bad. There were also chocolate coins. Nice. Mm -hmm. I grew up with a really great impression of Judaism. Mm -hmm. Because it was just like chocolate coins and $20 bills. Yeah, Money and candy. Yeah, great. Cash and prizes. Did you ever go to temple or anything? No. Never not once? Never not once. Wow. Well, I attended a couple bar and bat mitzvahs. Like where we grew up, you had to attend some bat mitzvahs. Right. But I was in it for the hors d'oeuvres. Yum. As they say. Yeah, that's how you say it. Nowhere. (laughs) Well, that's how they say it on the 40th episode. Spectacular. (laughs) We're talking about the book of Zephaniah. Mm -hmm. The perfect pick 
for our 40th episode. Yeah, blowout. because it's like so interesting and not at all a repeat of everything else that we've read so far. Give us some fast facts. Um, well, in Hebrew, it's Tefania. Um, I thought it was going to be like Tefania Yahoo, mm-hmm. but it's not. So there you go. Yeah, already subverting expectations. Uh, it means like my secret Lord or something oh. like that. Something about the Lord being secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zephaniah is like the great grandson of King Hezekiah. What? According I to didn't the... see that one coming. <laughs> it was in the first sentence of the book. Did you do the reading? It takes place during the reign of Josiah. The reign? The reign mm-hmm. of Josiah. Whom you may remember, who you may remember, rediscovered the Torah while uh, renovating the temple. Right. Knocking down a wall to create an open plan kitchen. Yes. To to cook all the holy cakes. Put a farm sink in there. Yeah, Some yeah. Some subway tile. Oh, split level. Yeah. Uh, open, Get an island in there. Open floor plan. Yeah. Shiplap. Granite. We all ran out of kitchen <laughs> words. Uh... Probably an actual guy named Zephaniah didn't write it. I know. I I hate to burst this bubble for everyone. Uh, but whoever wrote it seems familiar with uh, with royal customs and quote-unquote court circles. Okay. Um, if it were literally a guy named Zephaniah, he was, according to my Bible's notes, quote, probably familiar with the writings of such prominent 8th century prophets as Isaiah and Amos whose utterances he reflects. And he may also have been aware of the ministry of the young Jeremiah. Um, so what, is, what else did I write down? This book sucks. Oh, yeah. He's the son of somebody named uh, Kushi, which means Ethiopian. Right. In Hebrew. Right. But there's some dispute about that, that it might just, that he might not actually be black. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it could just be like a name that coincidentally sounds like that. Anything's possible. It's all in the table. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, she's fresh on the show, but she knows all the rules. Yeah. Which is that there are none. Mm-hmm. Long time listener. First time caller. <laughs> um, first time baller. You know what so, I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. This book is um, about how God is going to destroy Judah mm-hmm. because they're worshiping idols. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... So he's going to use Babylon to destroy Judah. Okay. Um, but then after that, he's going to destroy Babylon. Okay. Because guess what? They're also idol worshippers. Right. Is Babylon like the Death Star? Kind of. Babylon is 100% the Death Star. I mean, the Empire and the Rebels is exactly a parallel for Babylon and That's and, what. And yeah, that's why it was written. Like, it was not. Like, they, they designed all the Nazi costumes to, like, look like Babylonian clothes. And they <laughs> based the languages on babylonian cool you know go see star wars rogue one in <laughs> theaters now um that's that's pretty much what you need to know about Zephaniah. yeah <laughs> we've covered the whole book now if i may the first lines are very representative of the piece i will utterly sweep away everything from the face of the earth says the lord i will sweep away Humans and animals, I will sweep away the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. I will make the wicked stumble. I will cut off humanity from the face of the earth, says the Lord. I really liked their blood will be poured out like dust, their entrails like filth. Yeah, so I made a note of that because it doesn't make any damn sense, this line. I will bring such distress upon people that they shall walk like the blind. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, 
kind of harsh, but because yes. they have sinned Can against the Lord, those? their blood shall be poured out like dust yeah. and their flesh like dung. Yeah. So I guess. They're just going to be like sliced open by righteousness. Yeah. And to the point where they're just like disintegrated yeah. and yeah. people will be just pouring them out into the streets. Yeah. That's awful. I know, right? It's pretty disgusting. It's pretty, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good line. Yeah, I guess. It's a little gonzo for me personally. Well, that's your take. Not everyone would agree with you. I'm more of a Fozzie man myself. <laughs> waka, episode, fucking Waka. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's chapter one. Chapter two is about all the nations we're going to destroy. Yeah, this this book is a classic three banger, um, just like the last gonna few. We're going to destroy Philist- Philistia. Uh, we're going to destroy Moab. Mm-hmm. We're going to destroy Ammon. These are all classic. Assyria. Classic nations. Um, Cush. Mm-hmm. AKA Ethiopia does get a one sentence shout out. Yeah, which I felt like was a little uncalled for. Like what they've been up to. Um, it just says, You too, O Kushites, will be slain by my sword. <laughs> I know, <right? laughs> it's just like, Oh, you thought you were going to get away with this? You're not. I'm watching. All of this seems like a list that could very easily be added to much later, depending on whatever the political climate is when, you know, this stuff is being assembled, that they could just add whoever the enemy uh, du jour is to the list and just be like, Yeah. Well, it's in our holy text. You're, <laughs> and you're then be called like, out. oh, Cush uh, too. Did we have some problem with the Cushites? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Just put that in there. It says, at that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish those who are complacent, who are like wine left on its dregs, who think, quote, the Lord will do nothing, either good or bad, end quote. Their wealth will be plundered. Their house is demolished, etc. Oh, I think I'm in that camp. I think that I think the Lord will do nothing, either good or bad. My wealth is going to be. Yes. Plundered. And your house demolished. That sucks. Oh, no. I hope it's to make way for a new highway flyover. <laughs> it will vastly increase traffic efficiency in the city that we live in. Or for a larger house with a more open floor plan. Mm-hmm. Thicker walls would be nice, honestly. Or like what vaulted, about vaulted ceilings. ceilings? Why are we on <laughs> same the same page? page? Islands. Granite. Um... I don't know. What else do we fucking got here? We're going to destroy Jerusalem, but it's going to be restored. Well, we're not. I mean, yeah, we're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, the royal we. <laughs> no, that's the same, isn't it? No. <laughs> Nobody knows what the royal we means. That's the problem <laughs> with kids nowadays. Yeah, and I am a kid, a cool kid. <laughs> I like juice boxes and getting fucked up. <laughs> I was going to say, and learning cursive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not what a cool kid would say. It's a good point. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Um, the cities are destroyed. No one will be left. No one at all. I said to the city, surely you will fear me and accept correction. Then her dwelling would not be cut off, nor all my punishments come upon her. But they were still eager to act corruptly, and all they did. So, there you fucking have it. Where, where is that? I'm sorry. I don't I didn't know. Tra- Somewhere I didn't in chapter that. three. We're in chapter three already? Anything in chapter two? Who cares? It's all the same. Go back to chapter two whenever you want. It's all the same. It doesn't matter. There's no movement. The sorrows for the appointed feasts I will remove from you. They are a burden and a reproach to you. At that time, I will deal with all who oppressed you. I'll rescue the lame and gather those who have been scattered. (laughs) The end. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I guess you're right. I guess we should just dismiss it, not take it seriously, you know? 
not like we have a responsibility to take it seriously or anything. We'll just we'll just talk shit about it. <sighs> I mean, it is to be fair. If you had to choose one episode to totally disregard your responsibilities, it is the 40th episode spectaculo. So it's within your rights to do so, and I can make no judgment upon you. Look, here's my thing. Why do we need so many Bible books that say the same thing? <laughs> Destroy Judah, leave mm-hmm. Babylon. Destroy Babylon, restore Judah. We get it. I mean, this is the history. No, right? we passed the history. History okay. is done. <laughs> We're in the prophets now. Yeah, these are prophets. Oh. Well, it would make sense that they would keep predicting the same series of events when it already happened and they're writing it afterwards and pretending like they wrote it beforehand but they've seen it happen for centuries millennia no they've seen it happen once <laughs> well twice what are kinda. we talking about <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the fucking no that's exactly the question babylonian what are we about? exile i thought this was radio lab <laughs> Well, I talked to Steven Pinker at Stanford University. No, no, no. The way you do it is uh, I talked to a, to a man. Hello, my name is Steven Pinker, who has something very interesting to say about this. Is this thing on? <laughs> you want me to talk right into here? I know how to do a Radio Lab impression. Come on. That was a very good Radio Lab That was very good. That's all cut, by the way. <laughs> what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Take the reins. We're going to. Babylon for another 40 minutes or so. <laughs> Take the reins. You seem to have a better idea of where you want to go than I do. Uh, I think you should keep that Babylon <laughs> for 40 minutes thing because that was gold. I agree. Did you all notice the part where they talk about owls? Yeah, I noticed it. What about it? <laughs> all right. First of all, I don't like that tone. The desert owl and the screech owl will roost on her columns. Their calls will echo through the windows. Rubble will be in the doorways. The beams of cedar will be exposed. This is the carefree city that lived in safety. She said to herself, I am, and there is none besides me. What a ruin she has become, a lair for wild beasts. All who pass by her scoff and shake their fists. It's such an ill omen to have owls roosting in in your place. And also to expose the cedar work. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking like, hey, exposed beams, nice wood, like reclaimed brass. You know what I'm talking about? Two types of owl. Two types of owl. How how much more could you ask for? It's, this is like mid-century Three. modern. It's a realtor's dream. <laughs> Up to two types of owl roost in this very place. Are owls not scavengers representative of? scavengers <laughs> they are very much so and they're not scavengers how dare you insult owls that's that true way. they're not scavengers they they're are hunters not scavengers they're hunters they're silent as the night and they but they hoot and holler <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do the first part they're okay. i think they are represented they're, they're in the same category as like ostriches and jackals in that they make creepy sounds and so Mm. They are ill omens. Yeah. I mean, regardless like, of their ecological position. I'm certainly oh, not. Like ghost animals. Yes. Ghost type Pokemon. Yeah. Yes. They're a ghost type yeah. animal. They're ghost type. Can Pokemon. we cut out the part where I was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> we will never cut out the part where you were wrong. We don't edit this show. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> this is all live, actually. Anyway, I just wanted to point out, add that to the roster of crappy animals from Bible that they have a grudge against for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I could understand, as we talked about, having a grudge against ostriches because they will kill you. Yeah. They don't care. The emus won that war in Australia. But the war between ostriches and emus? He- humans and emus. He- between humans and yeah. emus? Yeah. Emu- emus won. Can you tell me more about this war? Yeah, it's called the emu war. Okay. And, like, the humans brought in, like, tanks and shit. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> They were trying to, like, clear out the emus so they uh-huh. could make it, like, you know, farmland or Emu-free, yeah. Yeah, but they couldn't. They couldn't? No, <laughs> not with modern technology even because the emus, like, were too perfectly suited to the landscape. That's fucking baller. And the tanks were not suited to the landscape. We should have had an emu on for our 40th episode. Probably makes a creepy noise. It Thanks. probably does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have the, the grace and power of an emu, of course. <laughs> you lay green eggs like an emu. <laughs> and I'm a ham cut that out (laughs) edit that out chapter three begins ah soiled defiled oppressing city ah soiled it has listened to no voice it has accepted no correction it has not trusted in the lord it has not drawn near to its god the officials within it are roaring lions which is not good i guess its judges are evening wolves that leave nothing until the morning We had some evening wolves in Habakkuk, too. We did. Its prophets are reckless. But they were actually horses. Faithless persons. Its priests have profaned what is sacred. They have done violence to the law. Again, bringing up the theme we discussed in the last episode of people in power misusing their power Mm -hmm. and facing the judgment of the Lord. The Lord within it is righteous. He does no wrong. Every morning he renders his judgment. This is the part I'm confused by. Okay. Every morning he renders his judgment each dawn without fail. But the unjust know no shame. I think the suggestion is that to the people who think that God will do nothing, good or bad, while he meets out justice as he sees fit, he will also reward believers accordingly. What do you think? Gotta say, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Gold star. I think we got something. <laughs> there might be something to this Bible book. Take this book. On the road. Could be going places. I think he's just saying God doesn't only do shitty things. Sometimes he does city things. City things coming to NBC this fall. (laughs) City things from the Bible's perspective is like, well, people, uh, people got too organized here. Time to time to firebomb the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have they have seem you know, to have they, a lot of other concerns. They set up like a whole economic sphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It plagues. Let's just let's just that level out. that. Yeah, yeah. I have something to say about Nineveh. Yeah, lay it on us. Two. Yeah, please. In my translation, I'm reading the NIV. By the way, the same as Lauren. She said to herself, "I am, and there is none besides me." That's an exact an example of the exceptionalism. That God is pissed about. It's true. Who's who says this now? Nineveh. Nineveh. Or is it Jerusalem? I'm pretty sure she said to herself, Nineveh. It's Jerusalem, I think. If it's in chapter three, it's chapter two. Oh, oh it's chapter, chapter two. two. Oh, it's chapter two. A twist and drama. Everything is happening on forty against episodes. Assyria. Okay, yeah, then then probably Nineveh. Yeah, it's followed by what a ruin she has become—a lair for wild beasts. Hmm. Perhaps that is a reference to this idea, like, I am the good one, 
there are no other good ones left. It's just me. In the same vein as like worshiping false idols, like birds uh, and Baal. <laughs> the, the birds, birds and, and the, the Baal. Baal. <laughs> She's not humble before God. Nineveh isn't. No, no, no. And that's what that's like that's like what Lauren was saying about the problem with cities is they come up with so many more things to occupy their time than a, than a than just paying attention than to God. Like, than like brute subsistence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like God is your is your man for mana on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like basic food stuff. Hunter, gatherer. Mm-hmm. You got quail, Water you got mana. From a rock. Mm-hmm. But once you're in your city, Eating your fancy fruits, eating your delicious figs, drinking your wine. Yeah. Wine? Maybe. That's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Grapes plus time. Equals Disaster. Trouble. Yeah, thank you. I mean, what a bizarre notion to imbue this species with intelligence and self-awareness and then to say, I want you to survive, but as soon as you start thriving, I will destroy you. You're right. That You're is right. an inherent nature <laughs> in, in God's plan. I mean, so they are. What's to th- the deal with that? I guess they are supposed to thrive, but not in in cities. Right. right. They're supposed to follow a very particular model. They're supposed to thrive like with sheep's. With sheep'em, yeah. Sheep'em. What did did you just did you just call them sheep'em? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, here's what I have to say about Zephaniah. I don't care. You don't care. Elise, you listened inexplicably to a sermon about the book of Zephaniah. Will you tell us more about that? Yeah, please. I'm, I'm interested. I've never heard a sermon personally. You've never heard a sermon? I heard that one sermon in Spanish when we went to mass. Oh, that was a mass. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. I listened to a sermon because I wanted to hear the, the plain speech, like the lay person's interpretation. But a, a clergy member gives a sermon. Yes. And I want By definition, to know. not a lay person. That's like where the term comes from. But he's explaining it to lay people. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, that's true. Yes. I, I wanted to be one of those lay people. Uh-huh. You want to be talk at? Yeah. I wanted the TA to, to break Split down the themes in the text. <laughs> right. Uh, it really didn't, it didn't add who gave, to. Who gave this sermon? Yeah, first of all, where'd you find this? Yeah. Did you just Google sermon? It's through Apple's phenomenal podcast service. Oh, okay, okay. The Chapel Sermon Series, A Walk Through the Bible. Hmm. That's kind of like what we're doing. Yeah. But probably a lot more Dr. Dwayne (laughs) Brooks. Dr. Dwayne Brooks. Never heard of this man. He's huge on the scene. Okay, Mm -hmm. I believe it. Shout out to DB. And and uh, what did you learn? Uh, pretty much everything I've said up to this point. Yeah, I'm just parroting. Oh, okay, great. From that sermon, cut this part out. <laughs> Stop telling us to cut parts you, out. Hey, you can't do that. You're overusing your veto. <laughs> Congress is going to override you, bitch. We like to project an air of confidence and professionalism. <laughs> That's why we're constantly drinking. <laughs> you hired the wrong gal. <laughs> um, I learned that in whatever translation 
uh, he was using, mm-hmm. he who delivered the sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It, he who shall not be named. <laughs> Dwayne Brooks. <laughs> Zephaniah refers to the Lord twice as a mighty warrior. Ooh. Like Nimrod, a mighty, a mighty warrior. warrior. Before the Lord. Before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. And now it's the Lord. Who's Who the, mighty, the warrior mighty warrior before right. Nimrod? The tables have turned. Oh. So the master is the pupil. Mm-hmm. The fox Who is, the, is the mighty warrior after the Lord? Stay tuned to find out. Oh, shit. We'll answer this question and many others after a short break on Sunday School Dropouts. This is the 40th episode. Spectacular. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back in just a moment. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Welcome back to Sunday School Dropouts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Nico. And we have with us in the studio Elise. Hey. She says, hey. Well, hey. You don't have to relay. She has her own microphone. Oh, she does? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just I wanted to make sure that I could pass on. We do broadcasto. We talk them up. Use microphone. Okay. I said, hey. She said, hey. Did you catch that? I'm sorry? 40 year spectacular. It's, our, it's the our, gold anniversary, the ruby anniversary. It's true. It's our technically our ruby anniversary yeah. because we've been doing this for 40 years. <laughs> That's what it fucking feels like. <laughs> We're tremendously proud of ourselves and our ruby son. So we're talking today about. No, we've got, we, we have in the studio right now literally five Bibles. <laughs> We're we're sitting on five Bibles. We're five deep. And I want to check in with some of these Bibles. Um, first, Elise, tell us about the Bible that you're reading. Uh, I am reading the New International Version. Or the NIV. The NIV. <laughs> yeah. The N4. The yeah, N4. Oh, the N4. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Your uh, Bible belongs to your boyfriend. It does. It is inscribed with his name. Is that weird for you? Not particularly. Do you know when he received it? Uh, Can you answer two questions at once? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Bam. (laughs) All right. She knows how to play the game. Uh, Well, now that we've solved that question... Nico, you want to take us into the boys' Bible? I would love to take you deep into this boys' Bible. Okay, let's not. And make it stick. Okay. 
I really don't plumb the depths. want anybody. You know, fig the depths, if you know what I'm talking about. Okay, this sounds like we're molesting children. <laughs> we're cutting all the child molesting things. You're right, because it's time for the segment called Make It Stick. Oh. It's actually the call. That's the literally the name of the call out in the boys' Bible. Oh, no. It says, read Zephaniah 112. What would you change if there was an announcement made that in 24 hours, God was personally going to come and search your bedroom with a floodlight and a magnifying glass? What? What would you change? Did you say floodlight or blacklight? I, s- <laughs> I said a floodlight, <laughs> but you got to assume God's got all the attachments and everything. Well, the attachments are what I would hide, first of all. (laughs) Draw a picture of a magnifying glass on a sticky note to remind yourself that God knows everything already. Draw a picture of all the things you would hide and give that picture to your parents. Mm -hmm. Like a good little snitch. (laughs) Draw a picture of your sister's room. (laughs) Good little bibble boy. (laughs) Bibble boy. That can't be an insult, though. A bibble bee. No, we, we'll not insult all our fine Bibble Boy listeners out there. Yeah, um, we also have a new Bible to introduce. <gasps> What's that? A it's fresh bee? A fresh bee? Exclusivo. Are we cracking a fresh bee tonight? For the Quarenta Espactilotivo, <laughs> the Faith Girls Bible. I'm holding it up as if you can see it. The Faith Girls Bible. It's the it's the uh, counterpoint to the Boys Bible. Mm-hmm. It's a new international version. It's published by Zondervan. It's like uh, for the same demo, but the female version. Mm-hmm. Um, Elise, I got to say, they assume that the female version of the demo is much more mature than the male that's version. That's true. <laughs> Elise, you're a graphic designer. It's true. Uh, and you're a faith you, girl, right? Yeah. Would, would as a faith you, girl and graphic designer. Would you describe this cover for the listeners? And also, would you describe yourself as a faith girl? Uh, the cover of this Bible is bright pink. With flowers on it. It's sort of a it's a youthful design meant to appeal to young women. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a little bird. There are. Do you see a little bird? I do see the bird. Yeah, Birds bird. representative of Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders? That's this what is, I said. Yeah, this is for the young Democratic Socialist reader. There are. I thought that magazine was banned. <laughs> Several typefaces going on. <laughs> yeah, there are. There really are. Um, <clears throat> and yes, I am a faith. Girl. Okay, great. What I'm do you have faith, faith in? Um, I believe in me. <laughs> the perfect answer. Inside, um, you'll see that it has uh, lots of callouts like the boys' Bible, except they're all in purple and pink, and the text is all in purple. The entire text of the entire Bible is in purple. That is so girls can read it. Girls can't see the color black. It's too masculine. Mm-hmm. They have to print things in purple ink. It's too strong, honestly. A young a young woman couldn't handle that. Harsh to the youthful female eye. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it could have negative impacts on their stuff. There are a lot fewer call-outs just in general than in the boys' Bible. Presumably um, because they know that young women will take less shit. <laughs> I think I think it's like kind of condescending to the boys, actually, that it's like, we have to put in all this 
slime and skateboards to get you to like the Bible. And then the girls one is just like, yeah, yeah respect know. this holy text. It's, it's just, got a lot of wisdom. It's, it's ancient. in purple. What more do you fucking want from this? <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to read you the little um, intro section for the book of Zephaniah. Okay. Um, it says, it literally starts with the sentence, judgment day again. <laughs> Girl, we've been all, we've been there. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> Record scratch. Judgment day again. <laughs> Wait, I should back up. We may say I don't really need to worry too much about judgment day. I've never done anything really horrible and I don't plan to. That must be for people on death row and stuff. Fucking harsh. Zephaniah's First message- of all, half those people are probably innocent. <laughs> Zephaniah's message was about the fate of enemy nations, but he would also get in our faces, our is italicized, for thinking we're too good for judgment. He said the way people lived every moment of their lives counted to God. For us, that means the way we talk to our siblings, take care of gifts from grandma, everything. Um, And then it gives me a little rundown of like stuff, (laughs) like on death row and stuff. Sure. Stuff and things. Um, and I just want to note, um, it says, so it's got who wrote it, where it was written, where it takes place. And then it says, cool characters you'll meet. <laughs> and, uh, it just lists Zephaniah, which, <laughs> uh, I have some, some, some quibbles. Some yeah. That, yeah. It doesn't uh, include two well, kinds of owls. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, good point. Screech. Rude. And then also later when Screech became the principal for some reason. The sex tape. That Screech released. <laughs> then That's one of the cool characters that we'll meet. Cool characters you'll meet. We've got bad guys to watch for. Mm-hmm. And that lists Judah, the Philistines, Moab, Ammon, Cush, and Assyria. There's no Baal in there? Baal appears in my translation. Yeah, I guess uh, he's not a character because he's just a statue. And if you think otherwise, boy, do you need to read this fucking Bible. Because it's all about, it's that's the only thing. That's the only thing we care about for all these minor prophets. I believe don't you. worship false idols. Hey, you, don't worship false idols. Okay. Get off of my cloud. Hey, <laughs> say it slower. Leave those idols alone. They didn't ask for this. Well, some of them did. They're stone. They're not real. They didn't ask for anything. Doesn't matter what they They took. don't have consciousnesses. Haven't you seen the show Gargoyles? <laughs> mm, I have. <laughs> that was an excellent TV show. And this was an excellent edition of Faith Girl's Bible. The Pinkening. <laughs> I don't think we you mentioned the that <laughs> I have raised Girls... objections to it in the production meeting and you ignored me. <laughs> Faith Girls is spelled with a Z. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I guess I didn't mention that. Faith Girls is spelled with a Z and um, the I is dotted with a flower. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's like Faith Girls is like all your Bible needs from F to Z. Yeah. Because A through E are for boys. Those are the most masculine letters. Mm-hmm. Also, the whole thing's in purple. I don't know if I mentioned <laughs> that. <laughs> Friends. Yes. Friends. Mm-hmm. Now that we've been doing this podcast for 40 years. Hello. Uh, we've you. run out of things to talk about <laughs> and I hate this book. And I just don't understand why 
We have to have every book in the Bible. Why we have to have every book in the Bible? Be about the same thing. Okay. You have to speak quicker so I don't jump I'm on your guns. My well, this is like the live. minor leagues, right? We're winding down. <laughs> you know, that's true. This is like the end of the career. We're like 38 or something like that. And it's like, we're hitting the big 4 0. You true. know what I'm talking that's true. about? That's true. And it's like, but well, we still want to extend our professional career just a little bit longer. We love the game so much. But really, we're going to try out minor league baseball. I guess so. Yeah. With the minor profits. We're going to try out minor league prophecy. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> it wasn't nice at all. It was 10 seconds too slow. Um, I don't know. Why does every why does every book have to be like this? Like, why can't we talk about different aspects of God? Like, why can't we talk about different shit? That's why do we question. always have to talk about Babylon destroying Judah and then Babylon also getting destroyed? I feel like uh, partly our format is letting us down a little bit because reading one book a week in this section of the Bible is only a thing that a stupid person would do. I mean, fair. However, it still makes up like 60 million percent (laughs) of the Old Testament. Good math, first of all. (laughs) Great point, second of all. But you're right. You're right that it does does take up what seems like far too much of the Bible is a a discussion of the same apocalypse. I mean, it's like, like, okay, I get I get that it's like a big event, mm-hmm. but not not every song is about George Washington. That's true. Yankee Doodle is about macaroni, I think. Yeah. Well, which I that was George Washington's favorite food. I assume is some sort of anti-Italian immigration song. <laughs> Probably. Okay, you know what? Every song in the U.S. is about racism, <laughs> so I guess I guess I got to cut the Bible some slack. Well, the Bible may be the last surviving text. They may have had more frivolous publications at the time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, how did Song of Songs make it in here? I wish they were all like Song of Songs. No, but I do. I do appreciate your point that there should be more diversity of style in the book (laughs) yeah because it's like okay what do we know about god it's like if this is our religion and this is what we're trying to find out about god Mm -hmm. and how he thinks of us and how we think of him and how the world works why is it just about this one thing over and over it needs to be about lots of different things that can be one of them yeah and in fact recontextualizing you know your faith in terms of the babylonian exile can be a a useful exercise i i think i mean like the jewish people have faced enough hardship in their long history that looking back to another time of hardship can certainly be a useful thing for faith sure that being said looking at it as a piece of literature they need some more love songs they need some more love songs they need some more varied opinions you need zephaniah zephaniah you set my heart on fire Mm -hmm. why you make me cry (laughs) you're my one true desire Mm -hmm. (laughs) great you know what? Like we could slam this out in we half a day. We need to call up Zondervan because <laughs> we just wrote we a better to, version. We need to call up Zondervan and order like a little bit of Coke. So we'll just sort it out. <laughs> order a little bit of Coke? Yeah, that's spoken like a true drug user there. <laughs> Very... Why? Why do you get your Coke from Zondervan? <laughs> One would, we would be like, we can slam this out in in a single night. There's only one way we could do that. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. The power of faith. Right. George In Michael's cocaine. faith. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. That's the kind of faith girl I am. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so <laughs> to go somewhere completely different, mm-hmm. um, in addition to the five Bibles that are in this room, five Bibles is my band name. Um, I'm holding in my hand a tract that I received from the Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, who you can find on seemingly every street corner in San Francisco. And I uh, accepted their propaganda because I thought, well, I need to pat out my next podcast episode about the Bible. And I thought that I was going to be talking about this on the Habakkuk episode. Mm -hmm. And so I had marked a passage about Habakkuk. And that would have been really great and thematic. I don't know if there's any passages about Zephaniah. Probably not. But I will tell you some other things that are in this tract. Okay. Um, first of all, it's called disease. Oh, God. <laughs> How to reduce the risk. How um, to reduce the risk of disease. Yeah. So it's, it's all um, about presumably washing your the, hands. The publication is called Awake. Oh, that's um, I'm, again, worrying. showing it as if the listeners can see it. I can see it. Um, Elise, it's worrying. Would, would you like to describe the cover of Awake magazine, uh, edition Disease, How to Reduce the Risk? <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a stock photograph of a woman and her child, presumably walking hand in hand, or her tiny an, husband. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> through an open air market. Thank you. That was an admirable description. Um, so, first of all, we start with um, some some education about viruses. Um, Washing your hands. Uh, Got to run a disc doctor. <laughs> Back up your data. McAfee. Then you, you turn the page and, and it's like uh, protect yourself from disease. Um, it's like heat your food up properly. Okay. Um, so this is great. This is great stuff. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking, <laughs> you know, I was um, afraid that it was going to get into some homophobic stuff about AIDS. Okay. You know, so that's what I'm, I'm like bracing myself for, right? And I turn the page again. It's how to reduce your risk during an epidemic. And it talks about how um, Jehovah's Witnesses survived the Ebola virus in West Africa. I'm like, mm. Okay, this is, this is fine. Uh, then I turn the page and, and the title of the article is The Bissus of the Marine Muscle. And Which looks like something you would say if you just had a stroke. It's about um, how marine muscles attach to rocks. And then at the end it says, what do you think? Did the business of the marine muscle come about by evolution? Or was it designed? What does this have to do with disease? Next one, how to show respect. Uh, the husband needs to show respect to the wife, but of course... The wife needs to show more respect to the husband. It's a two-way street. It's but, a two-way street. But one lane is way narrower. <laughs> and, um, you know, men need to feel that they can handle situations, says a husband named Carlos. Men need to feel like they can handle situations. I mean, certainly their ability to handle situations is based mo- mostly on themselves, right? Certainly the feeling. I mean, yeah, but like the wife is responsible for it. The wife is responsible for men feeling like they can or cannot handle yeah. situations. That's so vague. Then there's a... I can handle some situations. Like, I can't can handle... Can handle the situation? Can I handle him? 
Yeah. Would you have sex with the situation? Would I have sex That's with the situation? That's all we're asking. Um, I mean, I, look, sex is a, is a, is a beautiful thing. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Then we have a, a bio of Desiderius Erasmus. Awesome. Uh, who dared to expose the faults and abuses in Catholicism. Good for him. Uh, and then another thing about marine life, we have the extraordinary oh clownfish. Oh my god, they're going back to the marine life. And uh, does it ask you at the end again? Do you think this is evolution that it could be so clownish? Um, it doesn't. Or is it design? I think was this... it designed to make us laugh with its clownish ways? <laughs> this one doesn't ask that. Um, does it ask explicitly? But I think that's implied. Do but... you think I'm a clown? Am I here to make you laugh? <laughs> but Nemo, I am Pagliacci. <laughs> Perfect. Like the clownfish, we may take a little time to adapt to working with others, but the results are well worth it. Yeah, oh, of course, and then, the clownfish, um, famously difficult to work with. And then we then we end with a treatise on punctuality. And so that's everything you need to know about, about disease, disease and how to reduce the risk, according to the Bible. That sounds like a tremendous piece of literature. And I feel more awake, punctuation mark. Than I ever have <laughs> in these 40 years of podcasting. That's true. Let's look back. Think about all the great times we've had in these last 40 hours. Well, I remember one time. Mm-hmm. God. I'm afraid we don't have time for this. <laughs> don't we have to bless some dogs? We do have to bless some dogs. Oh, we need to read some books. Looks like it. she's like the better host than you. She's like keeping us on track. And Everyone's everything. a better host than me. <laughs> It's not hard to do. Let's rate this book. Fuck this book. I'm so mad at this book. So zero out of. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't fuck this book. Book can't give meaningful consent. I would give this book two out of seven evening wolves because it's not great. Mm-hmm. It's very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Has a couple nice mo- moments of poetry, but I've said that phrase so many times that it has become uh, meaningless. <laughs> that being said, it does, you know, have to do with a serious incident in, in Jewish history. So it's hard to give it as <laughs> hard to give it the old goose egg. <laughs> hard to give it the bagel. Mm-hmm. So, but I got to give it, I got to give it a low rating because I got, I want more, you know, I'm left one and more. I feel like the talent is there in the Bible <laughs> and they're just not showing me what they got. I'm going to give it one out of eight cities of revelry mm-hmm. because there's no joy here Ooh. or anything interesting. The end. How about you, Elise? Uh, I'm going to give it five out of ten screech owls roosting on her columns. Wow, <laughs> that's the highest rating. I feel like you can evaluate Bible stories by how beautiful they are and then how problematic they are. So this one was not very problematic at all. There wasn't any overt woman-hating unless you think there was. You don't? No, no, no. It's, it's more important what you think. I don't. <laughs> don't, li- don't look at her. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. That was a face of, I was trying to think if I remembered any, any overt woman-hating. Any worse guess that we have. I mean, God <laughs> is... Hating everybody equally in this one book. You know what? That's a good point. So full credit 
for not being totally offensive like one, by contemporary standards. The one un-PC person who says that he hates everyone equally, but it's really true. Yeah. And then it loses all points for uh-huh. like on a literature scale because this is boring. Uh-huh. And I don't think there's any redeeming value in the poetry or, or anything. Wow. Wow. I kind of like some of the poetry, but it's your call. Yeah, but there's like... You're the boss. Like... It's like, the, and it's the 40th episode Spectaculos. <laughs> it's just... Why? It's just why. I know. I, I feel you. I feel you. I just... I'm so tired. <laughs> so tired. i've read so much bibble for 40 years i've been wandering in the bibble desert i know i know baby i've been fasting for 40 bibble days mm-hmm. would a popo cheer you up uh, maybe it's time to bless this pup bless this pup our listener nicholas wrote in and said dropouts my fiance kirsten had her dog pass away this year but I was hoping maybe you could still bless him. Of course we can. Our power is limitless. His name was Lightning, and he was a golden retriever and yellow lab mix. Love the show and keep up the good work. As a Catholic, I've naturally never read the Bible, so it's been fun discovering it with you both. And uh, he sent us a picture of Lightning, who was very cute. It's a it's a picture of him in his old age. He has a white muzzle. Mm-hmm. But he's still carrying a big... A big stick. A big stick. Mm-hmm. And he's very happy. I wish that in in when I reach the equivalent age, uh-huh. that I could carry a, as equivalent a big stick. <laughs> and um, Elise, you had a dog that you wanted to add to the Blessing roster. Yeah, my, my brother's dog, Darwin, who is a golden retriever with an underbite. I don't think this is a pure golden retriever. So you've said <laughs> this this dog was sold as a purebred golden retriever and uh, it does not look like it. I've never met a golden retriever with an underbite like that. OK, well, your internecine struggles <laughs> aside, it's, it's time to bless these dogs. OK, but it's still very cute. Still super cute. Yeah, dog. he's very cute. Darwin. Nico, do you have a blessing prepared? I say to you, lightning and Darwin. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among all the puppies of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes. Oh, R.I.P. Lightning. The rainbow bridge is real. You know, we learned in the book of Ecclesiastes that dogs may or may not go to heaven. Well, Some did dogs we already, didn't we already know might that? go to heaven. <laughs> Did we already know that dogs may or may not go to heaven? I mean, I assumed that they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I was told as a Christian growing up that that it was blasphemous to think that. Mm -hmm. But in the holy text of the Lord, Mm -hmm. it says we don't know. Okay. They might. You're right. What's heaven without dogs? I know, right? We also got uh, another email (laughs) that I'm reading uh, with great difficulty because I spilled vodka all over it. Oh, shit. Uh, this is from our listener, Matt. It says, hello again, Nico and Lauren. Thanks so much for reading my last email. It gave me a thrill. Since you are doing so much with quizzes on the show, I thought I'd let you know that your time reading the Bible will help you pass the questions on the bridge of death as seen in Monty Python's Holy Grail. What is your name? What is your quest? What is the capital of Assyria? I have not thought about that in years, and I did not remember that the capital of Assyria was one of the questions. 
do remember the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow, but mm-hmm. the capital of Assyria had, had exited my mind. Uh, and Matt says, you would all do so much better than poor Sir Robin, the not quite as brave as Sir Lancelot. Thank you, Matt, for that delightful blast from the past. Thank you for that delightful blast from, this, from the past of us. <laughs> and that about does it for tonight's super spectacular, <laughs> extremely special, and unprecedented episode <laughs> of Sunday School Dropouts. Thank you for staying with us for 40 whole millennia. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Uh, Elise, where can people find you online and uh, find your work and hire you to design graphics for them? Uh, everything is just my name, Elise Carlton. So it's EliseCarlton.com, Twitter at Elise Carlton, Instagram at Elise Carlton. It's E L I S E C A R L T O N. You did a great job spelling your name. Thank you. You're the second guest in a row to spell their name so well. I agree. This is a great crop of guests. <laughs> so <laughs> literate. Yeah. You can find us at SundaySchoolDropouts.lol. You can also find us on Twitter at SunSchoolDrop. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lauren E. O'Neill. If you want to really help us out, you could like give us a rating and review on iTunes. It's true. It sounds weird, but it's one of the better ways. It doesn't sound weird. It sounds very normal. sounds very normal. You're right. I apologize. I didn't mean to. Stop stigmatizing. (laughs) You're right. Uh, But the point is. You two can be like the brilliant and beautiful people who have helped other people find the show, such as Ken Matson, who gave the podcast 834 out of 932 goblets of gin and tonic with a few goblets of wine, both red and very cold white, presumably with ice in it. <laughs> and you could also be like Abe El-Raheb, who says that he loves the concept of the pod and its execution. As a member of a Coptic Christian family who grew up, in a Lasellian Catholic church and is now an agnostic. Wow. He's had lots of laughs and enjoyed revisiting the Bible this way. I don't even know what any of those things mean. No, but we appreciate him listening. Um, you could also be like Jar Sheriff, who gave us five out of five unsandaled ones. Jar Sheriff? <laughs> and, uh, and Sheriff of Jartown. To review us, reopened the spooky crypt that was my iTunes account <laughs> just to post this review. Parentheses, I listen on podcast. I appreciate you taking that risk. Yeah, thank you, Jar Sheriff. Um, and you could also be like S.S. Housen, um, who says that they appreciate, as a former Christian, um, a podcast that takes the biblical narrative down a peg while still recognizing the enduring power of this book. If you want us to bless your pet or cat or dog, mm-hmm. however you like, mm-hmm. all you need to do is send a photo of the relevant animal or thing to contact at Sunday School Dropouts. You can also... Drop us a line there if you have any comments or questions. Or uh, recipes. Or 40th anniversary best wishes, such as ruby gifts of any kind. Or puns. <laughs> uh, yeah, what else do you got to know? Nothing else. Uh, nope. Fucking, we thank Elise Carlton. She's right here. Thanks, Elise, for our logo. I'm sorry. We thank Nico for his editing and music and sound engineering skills. He's right here. Also, thank you, Nico. You're welcome, baby. Um, and thank you to me for spilling vodka on everything. 
And we love you, and we'll see you on Sunday. Yeah, sincere apologies for this episode. We will see you next week on Sunday School Dropouts. Bye. Bye. your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to carvana it doesn't get any better than this your favorite seat's the best spot in the house make it even better by entering your license plate or vin and getting a real offer in minutes there really is no place like home and speaking of home carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer visit carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place Mm -hmm. 